Have you dreamed about opening a boutique since childhood? Maybe you have a store, but now you're ready to expand. Well, guess what? You're in exactly the place where you're meant to be. Welcome to the Boost Your Boutique Podcast, hosted by Emily Benson, retail boutique consultant, best-selling author, and a motivational speaker. In this podcast, you'll learn how to manage your boutique better, have balance in your life, and learn from experts who care. So whether you've been in the business for decades or you're just getting started, it's important to get help from someone who's been there and someone who's going to coach you along the way. So head over to BoostYourBoutique.com to learn more today. And now, here's Emily. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. I'm Emily Benson, your host and best friend on this journey we call Boutique Land. So I am blowing the lid off a pretty controversial subject today. Why are boutique owners such bitches? And yeah, we bleep that out because (laughs) I'm supposed to have clean lyrics. You guys, but seriously, this is something that I hear all the time. All the time. And I want to approach it from both ways because I know that there's some of you out there that are listening that are thinking, well, of course, I own a boutique. I'm not going to give away all my secrets. And then there's some of you who are brand new out there thinking, yeah, but why aren't boutique owners just nice? Like, what do they think? I'm going to steal all their customers? Like, I'm not going to do that. So I want to, I really want to come at this from both sides of the coin because I think there's some kind of screwed up thinking on both sides of the aisle. Okay, so let's get into this. And, you know, here's the thing. If you have feedback for me, you want to let me know what you think, you can always send me a message at Emily at stylishandsuccessful.com and let me know why do you think that boutique owners have this reputation? And I'll tell you, I always loved fashion, but I never really considered myself like a fashion girl, like a fashionista. And I remember when I very first started working in New York at one of the top companies, it was at a Fifth Avenue store in the corporate retail office. I was blown away by how just kind of like straight mean some of the women were that I worked with. Like I had to work alongside them or cross-functionally and they just like weren't nice. And I hate looking back and saying that now because now I'm, you know, obviously older and wiser and I know, well, maybe they were having a tough day or maybe they saw me as a threat or whatever. But I have certainly encountered my fair share of, let's just call them like fashion mean girls. Yeah, fashion mean girls. Like I'm calling you out. If you're listening to this and you're a fashion mean girl, like it's time to stop. There is absolutely no reason that you have to be mean in the fashion or boutique industry. Like literally there's no reason. Yes, I understand that business is, quote-unquote, I'm doing my air quotes, quote-unquote, hard. And yes, I understand that it takes a lot of work to run a super successful business. But if you follow some of the women that I'm inspired by who, I don't know, are kind of a big deal, like, you know, Sarah Blakely, 
the founder and billionaire owner of Spanx, if you watch Sarah Blakely's Instagrams, like she is hilarious and she's really fun and she's really nice and she seems like a girl I would want to be friends with. And I just don't understand why if someone that successful, <laughs> so nice, then what's the deal with women who are maybe, you know, at her level or nowhere near her level? What's going on? I am calling you out. I am calling the industry out. I think this is such crap. And I want to dive into this conversation about why, why it's crap. <laughs> why it's crap, period. Let's first of all take it from the boutique owner side, right? So you've had a boutique, you're, you've had a product line, you've worked your butt off, and you've maybe been doing this for 5, 10, 20 years. Yeah, you're going to be secretive about your business, and I totally can understand why. Because you've put the hours in. You've had the blood, sweat, and tears moments. You have truly made your way in your business and in the boutique world. And so I can see why you would want to be secretive, right? Like, new boutique owners, you can see this, right? Like, if someone has put their time and energy into building a life and a business for themselves, you can understand why they might be secretive. Yes? Yes? However, I also worry that boutique owners don't work on their mindset. And this is for every boutique owner listening, every retailer, everyone who wants to launch a product line, who has a product line. Your number one priority every day should be working on your mindset and staying in a high vibration where you're positive and you're happy. Because... What ends up happening when you stay in that positive mind space is that more positivity comes to you. I've heard so many times from customers that they downright feel uncomfortable in stores because the owner or the people who work there make them feel uncomfortable. And I just think it's silly. Like, what's the point? Don't you want to make that woman that walked in feel good? If we truly think that there's enough for everyone, that there is the potential for us all to have everything we want, then why are we worried? Why are you worried? That's what I like to call the scarcity mindset. There's two major mindsets, and I'm going to have some really great experts on that are going to dive way deeper into this because it's their area of expertise. But there is a huge difference between having a scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset. A scarcity mindset comes from a place of fear. It comes from a place of there's not enough for me, there's not enough for everyone, um, there's a huge separation between the rich and the poor, I'm always going to be poor, I'm always going to struggle to get sales, everything's always going to be so hard for me. If that's you, even in just the slightest way, even if you just maybe worry about money, you're coming from a scarcity mindset. And let me tell you, that is not going to serve you for very long. Or really at all, let's be honest. The place that you want to shift to, and I have lots of resources about this in my programs, but the place you want to shift to is a state of abundance. A state of feeling 
like there is always enough for you. There's always enough for everyone around you. And that when you are in your highest place, that everyone else around you gets lifted up. You can see that in how I run my business. I don't keep secrets. I don't tell people half of the story. I give as much information as I possibly can for free, knowing that that is going to make a difference in someone's lives, whether I get paid for it or not. And that's the thing, guys, is that we come from such a society of there's not enough for everyone, but in reality, there is enough for everyone. However, if you stay stuck in that place of it's hard, it's going to be a lot of work, I'm going to have to really fight every day to make every last dollar or get every last customer in the door, you're just setting yourself up for a really, really crappy time being a business owner. So like I said, come to the abundance mindset. Google abundance mindset. Go on YouTube. Search abundance mindset. Start listening to some of those audios. Like I said, I'm going to have some amazing experts on very soon, but I want to call that out and I want to make you aware that that exists because until you're aware of something, you're not able to change it. So now you're aware, what are you going to do to change it? <laughs> the next reason I really see boutique owners who are established as being, you know, secretive about their business is honestly... I found in my own experience that a lot of boutique owners really don't know what they're doing. Maybe they don't know what their numbers are. Maybe they don't understand profit versus revenue. Maybe they don't have high margins. Maybe they don't want to share because they're not really that excited about their business. Or maybe from the outside they look really successful, but deep down and, and on paper they're not. So as a new boutique owner coming up against maybe a boutique owner who feels secretive or feels like they don't want to share with you, please keep that in mind. Please keep in mind that maybe they don't really know the whole story of what's going on in their business, or maybe there's been some other extenuating circumstances with their business that, you know, they're just not privy to share, honestly. If you're a boutique owner who doesn't know what's going on in their business, who doesn't understand the numbers, who doesn't really totally grasp the idea of growing in a sustainable way or building your business in a sustainable way, please, please, please keep listening to this podcast and please feel free to reach out to me or watch any of my Facebook Live or join one of my courses so that I can give you the training and the knowledge to really know what's going on in your business. I'm finding that a lot of women uh, as boutique owners of a couple years in, you know, three, five, ten years in, they are at this really interesting point where things are going great. They're going really great, but they, instead of learning what they need to do and getting the training on what they need to do, they're starting to hire things out or they're starting to trust other people to do things that they don't know how to do themselves. And that's where I worry. So from a boutique owner who's doing great, if that's you, and you feel like you're in a state where you need a little bit more help or you need to just learn, you just straight up need to learn, you need training, again, keep following me. I, that is my goal. My goal is not to do work for you. It is to teach you how to do it and empower you to become the CEO of your own boutique.
That's so important to me. The other reason I think a lot of new boutique owners see established boutique owners as being secretive is honestly, they might just not have enough time to deal with you. Like they're running their store. They might have kids. They might have a spouse. They might have, you know, family that needs to get taken care of, or maybe they have other businesses that they're running. Maybe they just plain don't have time. I know for me, I was in that situation in about year two, three, when I had so many women starting to email me, you know, saying, how are you running the fashion truck? I don't, I don't understand how you're so successful. How are you making money? What are you doing? How does this work? How do you get permits? Oh my gosh, I got every question in the book. And that's why I wrote a book because I frankly, I couldn't keep up with all of the emails that I was getting. It was just, it was too much work for me. And so no new boutique owners that if someone takes a little while to get back to you and they seem like they're pretty busy, it might just be honestly that they're really busy and they don't have the support team or the time to invest in, you know, going to coffee with you and, and telling you about how to run your business. And so that's where I want to shift over to new boutique owners. I think there's a fine, fine line that happens in the business world in entrepreneurship where as a new business owner, you've got to do the hustle yourself. And I see this happen so many times. And, and again, I've gotten the emails. Hey, can I take you out to coffee? Or hey, I'd love to, my favorite, I'd love to pick your brain. No, I'm sorry. You, if you want to pick my brain, that's going to cost you some money because I spent a hell of a lot of money investing on this brain to know what to do. And I've put the money into growing my own business to make the mistakes, to know what to even tell you. So for a new boutique owner, absolutely never ask another business owner to coffee or to pick their brain. It is just like totally not the right way to approach it. I would say that my top three tips, if you're a new boutique owner or a new business owner, is get on reading. Read books about entrepreneurship, about owning a boutique, I have a great book called The Ultimate Boutique Handbook that has helped hundreds and hundreds of people start their boutique. It's an easy resource. It's on Amazon. So read books on entrepreneurship, on owning a boutique, on retailing. Go to Barnes & Noble. There's a whole section about how to run retail businesses, e-commerce businesses. Even if it's just how to run an e-commerce business for dummies, read that book. It's, a, it's actually a good book. Read that book, okay? That is where you start your knowledge. And that's where you can start a conversation with someone who owns a boutique, where you can say, hey, listen, I, I'm reading this book. I read this book and I just don't understand this one concept. Can I pay you to help me understand that concept in real life? I mean, offering to pay someone to get their advice, they're gonna say yes. <laughs> You know, that's the thing too, is that you've got to understand that information, yes, information does come for free much of the time, but really good, high level, specialized information for you and your business is going to come at a cost, period. Whether it's a book, whether it's a course, whether it's a consultant, it's going to come at some cost. So the number two thing that I want you to consider as a new business owner is 
having a set chunk of money in terms of your business startup expense geared towards learning, period. You want to spend all your money on inventory, you want to get those nice floors, you want to paint the walls, you want the great chandelier, but let's be honest, what is going to actually make you money in the long run? Not that chandelier, not those fancy floors. What is going to make you money is how well you learn how to run your own business, period. The money you invest in learning and knowledge and understanding your craft as a merchant, as a boutique owner, as a product seller, oh man, that's priceless. That is money that will come back to you tenfold. Because once you understand how to run your business, you don't have to go out and hire the Facebook ads expert. Or if you do, you know what to tell them what to do. You understand the basics of how it works and then you go to the expert and say, I know how to do this. Or you understand that your time is worth money and you hire a virtual assistant to help you answer emails, to help you ship packages. Even just if you have an e-commerce business, getting in the vibration of knowing that you're going to need someone to help you ship packages at Christmas when you're doing 20, 30, $40,000 in sales. That is a lot of packages. You're going to need help. So invest in knowledge, invest in learning, invest in training, invest in tools that are going to set you up for success. That is the one thing I see so many of your business owners choose not to spend their money on because it's not the fun stuff and it's not the sparkly stuff. <laughs> And it's certainly not the stuff that you can resell and make money on. I once had this mentor that said to me, he said, you know, Emily, I was so happy going out and spending money on a boys trip skiing or taking my wife out to a fancy dinner or going and buying a great new shirt. He said, I never worried about spending money on that stuff. But when it came to spending money on myself, and spending money on myself in an, a place I could fail or a place I could let myself down or a place that felt like a risk to me, that's where I was scared to spend money. That was huge for me to understand. It was huge for me to understand that the investment that I spent on myself, that I spent on my employees in training them properly, all of that stuff is going to make me a much better business owner, a much better boutique owner. New boutique owners often have that scarcity mindset as well. They often think, well, I only have this much money to start up, so I can only spend this much money on inventory, and I only can spend this much money on decorating my store. But listen, the coolest part about what we do as boutique owners is that we have inventory that we make money off of. You could literally start, if you're listening to this and you're at the like thinking stage of starting a boutique, if you wanted, you could start with $300, buy some inventory, get a little bit of jewelry, probably start with jewelry, that'd be a good investment. Start with jewelry, open a Facebook page, start selling your jewelry on Facebook, boom. Turn it over, turn it over, turn it over. Keep making that profit. 
That is the coolest part about having an inventory-based business is that the inventory will always make you money. Well, I say always, but <laughs> you've got to make the right choices too. There is, there is a little bit more backstory there. But what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> when you have inventory, it is the coolest and quickest way to make a profit. Lastly, new boutique owners, get on top of your mindset work now. As you're starting out, as you're in your first year of business, become very aware of what it is you want your boutique to be, what you want to have in your life because of your boutique, and set the intention for how you'd like to grow. If you've never done this kind of work, I would highly suggest looking up uh, Law of Attraction, Abraham Hicks, or any sort of goal setting and visualization techniques on YouTube. Tony Robbins is one of the biggest fans of visualization. Um, if you've watched his I Am Not a Guru on Netflix, you'll see that he spends time every single day visualizing what he wants and getting in the feeling of what that feels like. And I'll tell you for myself, some of my most powerful shifts and biggest uh, places of growth in my business have happened when I dedicated myself to my mindset work, doing visualizations around my goals, around my dreams, around my wishes. And that's when I see the biggest things happen. The best thing you can do for yourself is have a daily mindset practice where you spend time every day visualizing what you want, getting in the feeling of having it, and feeling good around it. It's the quickest way to get what you want. And I even suggest that for established boutique owners. I suggest that for everyone listening. Start being more deliberate about what you'd like to happen in your business and your life. Thank you if you're listening to both sides of the aisle here. I hope that you've seen both perspectives and you've kind of taken some things away that maybe you need to do or think about in your own business. So here's a recap in question form of what we've talked about today. So let's start off with you brilliant established owners. Are you feeling open? Are you feeling nervous? Are you feeling secretive? Check in with yourself. Become aware of what those feelings are. And like we talked about, do you have a scarcity mindset? Or do you believe in abundance? And do you feel like you have complete control over your business? I guess the best way to sum this up would be, do you feel like the CEO of your boutique? If not, check in with yourself. One of the best ways to step into feeling like the CEO of your boutique is to notice in what ways can you start to delegate your work? So like I spoke about being really busy, you know, are you busy to be busy? Or are you busy because it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day stuff in your boutique? Is it time for you to start to step out and start to work on your business and not work in your business? Where do you need to start delegating some work? 
And for you new boutique owners or hopeful boutique owners, my recap for you is pretty simple. First off, get curious. Get curious about understanding the business that you're stepping into. Read books, search on YouTube, listen to this podcast. Get really intimate with what you're about to do and feel passionate about knowing the ins and outs and how you can best run your business. That's going to set you up for success from day one. Second is do not be afraid to invest in yourself. It can feel really great to invest in the sparkly stuff. However, the sparkly stuff does not get you to where you need to be in your business. So if you need to invest in, like I mentioned, paying a boutique owner for a one hour consultation with you, or paying for a course or paying for those books, please be open and put it in your startup budget that you need to invest in knowledge and learning and understanding. And finally, to wrap up, I think this one can go for new and established business owners. Work on a daily mindset practice. Understand that visualization, goal setting, and making wishes and dreams all have a part in being the successful boutique owner that you are and strive to be. So if you need help with your mindset practice, stay tuned to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. We're going to have some amazing experts on. And check out my Facebook page at Stylish and Successful. I have some videos there about mindset. Maybe you think the mindset thing just isn't your thing. But I dare you to give it a month and see where you get. If you don't make massive progress and feeling good about yourself and feeling good about your business, then stop. That's fine with me. But give it a shot. I think you're going to like it. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Boost Your Boutique podcast. You can always find me and the show notes over at boostyourboutique.com. And you can find me on Facebook as Stylish and Successful. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. And, and as always, here's to making lots of friends and making lots of money. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Head over to iTunes and rate and review the Boost Your Boutique podcast so more amazing and creative boutique owners like you can find out about it. And don't forget, head over to boostyourboutique.com to learn more.